Thanks so much for listening to the Del Hollow Lake podcast. To keep up with everything Del Hollow, follow and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Music, or Spotify. Welcome back to the Del Hollow Lake podcast, where we give you the down low on all things Del Hollow. This week, I have Sherry Smith from RepTN. We're actually in RepTN um, to get a little bit of insight of all the real estate on Del Hollow, um, whether that's rentals, buying cabins, selling places, just to get a, an all-inclusive idea. So, Sherry, thank you so much for, having, for being on. You're very welcome. <laughs> Uh, let's do a, a small introduction for you. Sure. Um, so how did you get your credentials? Where have you worked? Let's start there. Okay. Um, I have been in real estate for 15 plus years and I started off on a team here at a local uh, firm here in Cookville. And then um, I was there with them for over eight years. And then uh, approximately seven years ago, I came on as an independent on my own. Um, in that amount of time, I am now a principal broker here at Real Estate Professionals of Tennessee, which only means that I have realtors that uh, I kind of work with to help them be the best that they can be as well. Kind of like a manager type gotcha. role in that. So how did I get into real estate? Well, that's kind of a funny story, um, is the fact that I was a stay-at-home mom with three daughters. And uh, three daughters are quite um, a lot. expensive. <laughs> expensive, let's yeah. put it that way. So between dance and cheer and cross-country and golf and vacations and camps, um, I decided that some extra money would be helpful. Mm-hmm. So I got into real estate in order to be a part with my family. That was the main reason that I started. Um, since then, um, I have my broker's license. I am currently serve on the Upper Cumberland Association of Realtors board on the board of directors. And I have gotten, I call them the alphabet beside my name, but it's a GRI, EPRO, um, and um, ABR. And all that means is I have studied extra hard in order to be the most educated realtor that I can possibly be. Gotcha. So you said you've been doing it for 10 years, but seven on your own, is that correct? Seven, seven okay. here at Real Estate Professionals of Tennessee. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And then you started with a different company first, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, the first couple years having three kids, is that, that's got to be rough. <laughs> it was. It was quite challenging. You know, and most new realtors, if they've never sold real estate before, it does take you about three to five years in order to make it your full-time gig, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's just part of it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, have you? So you've always worked in Cookville, you said. Uh-huh. Um, I know you also have a boat on Del Hollow Lake. Yes. Well, you put your boat on oh, Del Hollow yes, Lake. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, so if you always went to Del Hollow, I know we're in the we're in the middle of like three different lakes you can go to. So is Del Hollow like your home lake? Or? Well, we started off. We lived in the west side of Putnam County mm-hmm. in Tennessee, and we started off at Center Hill Lake. Center Hill Lake had um, some dam repair work, and so we moved. We had a Bryant boat, a little speed boat, and we moved from Center Hill Lake to Del Hollow and probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, and that's probably where we spent most of our time there at Del Hollow. Um, now we have a tri-tune. We uh, sold the Bryant speedboat because <laughs> the kids ended up having friends and things of that sort, so we spent a lot of time on this uh, Leisure Craft tri-tune with a big motor on it so the kids can ski and tube and wakeboard and all that stuff. Um, Dale Hollow is, is, it's, I tell everybody, welcome to my lake. <laughs> so it's definitely home for you. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is there a marina you go to uh, dedicated to, or do you like hop around? We hop around quite a bit. We also have a RV camper, and we have camped most of most of our kids' lives and our lives and still do camp. So I dare say we have probably camped 
on every campground near Undale Hollow Lake. We love inviting people to join us, family, friends, and having celebrations and things of that sort on Dale Hollow. Um, but one particular marina, I'll be honest, we end up at Sunset Marina mm-hmm. a lot, and the main reason we're there is just convenience. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. But we have uh, we put in at Willow Grove. We've put in at Eastport. We've rented a houseboat at Eastport mm-hmm. Marina, which was for my 50th birthday, and it was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, highly recommend that. Um, yeah, so I think we've been at Dill Hollow State Park. We have been up over in the Kentucky side and have boated up there. So I dare say we have probably been at every marina. I, I like that. Diverse <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for um, sure. I feel like Sunset's usually the, the stopping point for most people just because it is the biggest marina. It's the most known. Um, and I talked to Tom recently. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. Awesome person. He really cares about his, his people and yeah. the people that come. So. Um, I think that's awesome. Also, camping there, it's a whole different side than just it boating is. on the lake. But I found Del Hollow, Obi River, um, when I was in high school. I was raised mm-hmm. in the All Good area, and me and my girlfriends, we would uh, in the summertime, we would go to Obi River at their uh, day use area. At that point, it wasn't quite as nice as it is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it used to have a bridge that went across, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Okay, I won't, I won't say we, but people that I knew jumped off that bridge yeah, not into, you, not, not me, yeah. but they would jump off that bridge into mm-hmm. Del Hollow Lake, and so we would sit there and just watch these crazy people do that. So I have been on Del Hollow way, you know, way back when I was in high school as well. So that, you know, yeah. it was fun. It's always been a fun place for me. So you are local to Cookville. I am local to Cookville. Born and raised. Born and raised. Love it. Yes. Love it. So you know the area. I do know the area. And then, like you said, you are a broker here. Yep. Um, so when, I'm assuming you get a lot of traffic for the lake maybe not necessarily that you handle maybe some mm-hmm. other realtors that you're mm-hmm. in control of so mm-hmm. i have a feeling you know quite a bit about the housing market on del hollow yes um so let's start with say the buying side of it okay um what is one of the top things um that people would ask for when they're looking for a house or like a lake home or something like that well we have a lot of people who buy their second homes okay. on del hollow lake in that area and um they're from all over all over the world so there's a lot of People that are looking for second homes. Now, we do have a lot of people that want to retire mm-hmm. in the Del Hollow Lake area. They, It's random again. It's according to their purpose into moving. If they are wanting to have an Airbnb or rent it out or come and stay there for the summers themselves, most mm-hmm. of the time they want a, a lake view. And lake view has a higher cost. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just love living in uh, Pickett County, and Fentress County, and in, in Clay County, Overton County, that all and up into Kentucky, all that surrounds Del Hollow, it's just a slower pace of life. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for like a little farm, a mini farm, where you want to raise chickens and be close to the lake, you want to be able to go fishing mm-hmm. and just a slower pace, I mean, Del Hollow offers that. Mm-hmm. And all those counties all have a similar vibe to it mm-hmm. when it comes to just a different lifestyle. So. People look for second homes. Buyers look for second homes. They look for like mini farms. Um, some look for land that they can build their own dream home on. So there's a lot of different reasons that buyer wants to buy in that area. I'd say uh, working at Eastport, when we have people coming to look for, like you said, maybe a second home or something like that, mm-hmm. it seems more drawn towards the land aspect and mm-hmm. less they're going to be there long term. Then they'll look for a house. Mm-hmm. Um have you seen that too, or is that just something that's like, oh, people say that to me? <laughs> well, yeah, they they are looking at both. Again, if they're coming to retire and this is like, you know, they're selling um, their business and they're just ready for a different slow pace of life, they they want to come there and they want to stay. You know, they want to stay there. But many times, you know, as you get up into retirement, some people like to have um, 
be close to doctors and hospitals and things of that sort, you know, for a long-term plan. So sometimes they have a tendency to be on the Tennessee side because there's a little bit more options than there is on the Kentucky side as far as having close proximity to doctors and hospitals and things of that sort, if that's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. not something I would have thought of, but... Mm um, let me ask this too. Uh, does it normally affect? Because with Del Hollow being a, a man-made lake and a reservoir mm-hmm. that's owned by owned by the Corps of, yeah. Corps of Engineers, um, you can't have a house on the lake. So does yeah. that affect when you tell people that you you're not going to have like a waterside property? Right. You can get a lake view. Yes. But you're not going to have a waterside property. Yes. Um, yes, that does um, kind of take people back if they're not used to it. Because sometimes in some of the um, southern georgia even some in west tennessee there are some lakes in that area that do allow you to have your own dock mm-hmm. you know there but dill hollow is not one of those lakes so um and a lot of times keep in mind we're in the mountains mm-hmm. and in the mountains there's twists and turns and things of that sort to get to the lake views and it's not necessarily convenient it's not necessarily close to a marina mm-hmm. so the properties that twist and turn to get to lake views um, may have beautiful lake views, but it takes you so long to get back to the Bain Road, yeah. you know, in the different counties. So that can be eye-opening. There are some, I mean, but there are, they do come up and there are some that happen. There are some lake properties with views that do have, um, you know, easy access, yeah. you know, to that. I just like telling people, you know, with the core, you know, you can't take down trees. You know, if you're going yeah. to buy, if you're going to buy, you cannot mess it with their land. You <laughs> cannot mess with their land. Um, and so, if you have property, if you purchase property, and you want to build, that is a conversation that you need to have with your realtor to make sure you know everything before you buy that land, especially before you start moving any dirt and trees, mm-hmm. because you can get some hefty fines from the core um, by doing that. Because you know, if you think you got a piece of land and there's a lake just right down there, you're going to build closer. If you, can. you think you can, but mm-hmm. let me move these few trees and. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a wise uh, choice to make. And then is it also true that I've heard if you're going to buy land and build, you have to get your soil tested on Del Hollow first? Yeah, you do. And you're, you're going to have to anyway. Okay. I mean, because if you're going to have to put a septic system in and things of that sort, you're going to have to do that. And keep in mind, again, it's on a hill. There's mountains. Mm-hmm. And where there's mountains, there's rock. That's fair. And so not just because you may find a five, six acre track doesn't necessarily build. You can build exactly where you want to build at because there is probably going to be a rock under that. You might have to be flexible in where you build your property on that. Is there a certain size you can know? This is just a random yeah. question I'm thinking of. Is there a certain size most people look for? Um, like you said, mm-hmm. second house, mm-hmm. um, not the primary home. So are they looking for more of like a two to three bedroom or are they still looking to maybe if they have a bigger family, is it like a five to six mm-hmm. um, and like how many square foot? It really, roughly? it really varies with the buyer as far as is, if there's a norm. No, not really because people are looking for different things. I would say mm-hmm. the average square foot in, um, on Dale Hollow in that area, you're probably looking at around 2,000 to 3,000 square feet. You're going to find some smaller. You're going to find some bigger, but that is just kind of the average. And is most of them that are pre-existing homes, are they log cabins? Because I know there's a lot. There is. Um, or is there a lot of new construction as well? Or is it kind of mixed? It's. Um, you're probably going to find a little bit more of um, existing homes right now mm-hmm. on Dale Hollow. Now, in the last two and a half years, I call it the... Uh, the high years of real estate that we've had around yeah. here in Tennessee anyway, is there were some new constructions going on a little bit more, but I think it's kind of settled out a little bit mm-hmm. on it. And uh, people are looking more for existing homes instead of having to uh, go into the new construction because they're just kind of, it's coming back to normal mm-hmm. now. 
gotcha. And then I know normally if you're looking for a used home, you have to worry about updating. Mm-hmm. Um, do most people just like the look or are they coming to you like this is our budget and we're going to renovate this home as well it varies um again a lot of there's a lot of uh wood siding homes you know because we're in the mountains and yeah. you got the idea of what tennessee uh, second homes on the lake would look like there's a lot of maintenance on wood homes mm-hmm. but there's a lot there they're beautiful um as long as they're well maintained so you're going to find property in in the area that's going to need some maintenance you're going to make sure that wood is correct you're going to make sure the septic has been cleaned out especially if it's been rented out you want to make sure that all the the roof looks good the heating cooling plumbing electric the basics look good and that's something that i help buyers kind of keep an eye on and, and refer them to local contractors that my buyers have used and been happy with so they can have a knowledgeable information before they close on that house but yeah if, if you got a home that's go, that's a move-in ready, it's gonna it's gonna sell easier and quicker than something to walk into. Um, but if you're retired and you don't you got some time, you know maybe that's something you want to tackle. Yeah, you know. Um, and then flipping over to the selling side of it. Yeah. Um, do most people target those second home buyers, or are they more towards the this could be your forever home? Um, is it way one way or the other? Or do you literally see like a split down the middle? If it's a Lakeview home, I have found that more of that has a tendency to be second home buyers. You know, mm-hmm. it's their second home. If it's some of the mini farms around the area, they want like you know, five acres or something like that. That's probably going to be somebody that's wanting to stay there because they might want a horse or two, maybe some chickens or things, something along that. Mm-hmm. And so people that want to be there long term, they usually go just outside of the Lakeview properties. I mean, you're still only talking five, 10 minutes away yeah. of getting to the lake. I mean, yeah. so. With you, so many marinas. Yeah, well. with so many marinas and so many different counties around, there is, you, you won't be able to get there, you know, so it's according to what you're looking for. And then for people who are selling, why? Like, I, it's hard for me to think that someone wouldn't want to live on the lake because, you know, I've always lived on the yeah, lake. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but is there a I mean, either because most, I live so close to the lake. I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Is there a main reason when you do have people who you're representing for selling their mm-hmm. lake side property, mm-hmm, so to mm-hmm. speak? Um, is there a main reason they're doing it? A lot of times it comes down to financing. Okay. Um, you know, if if they are in um, their, their retirement and they want to move, um, you know, they got to sell their assets in order to have money to make the move wherever they want to go to and to their forever home. Um, sometimes it might be, um, it, you know, a family that goes in together or friends that go in together and just life changes. You know, for those homes and they're ready to sell it. You know, they're not they're not needing they're not going there anymore. It's um, you know, it's more of a hassle than it is an income for them, or they're not making them as much money as they need to. They need, you know, the equity from the home in order to do something else. Mm-hmm. So that's more of the reasons why people um, end up selling. You know, and there are some property developers that develop some land up there that started, and so you'll find some lots up there for mm-hmm. sale that's got some beautiful lake views and got some restrictions on the size of home and type of home on it. Um, but some developers are um, also. Um, wanting to, <laughs> so some developers are also wanting to um, develop the land. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, but you'll find that a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll find that developers started the land and they've left, and so there are some lots up there in some re- in some restricted subdivisions that's got some fantastic like views. I've seen a lot of people have been sectioning land and selling it instead of just homes. It seems like there's a lot more mm-hmm. land for sale than there is fully furnished houses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you already said it before, the Corps of Engineers are watching. It's true. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of times they buy that land with something in mind. And they're like, I can't do this. And they mm-hmm. end up selling it. 
Yeah. Is that normally the turnaround? It's it's just like, oh, I, not I screwed up, but this is not going to work, so we're yeah. just going to sell it. So and sometimes it's, it's easiest financing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's easiest not the um, the rate of return on your investment is not high enough for you to build that house and turn around and rent it. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason a lot of people end up buying existing homes because of the the ROI, the rate of investment on a property, is because it's just it's. At the time you build a home and you finance it and you get in there, you got to make a whole lot of money on that rental in order to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and unlike if you're already got an existing home that you can just have an immediate income coming in, mm-hmm. you know, so that makes a difference. I think I've, I've noticed too, people are going in to buy like a large lot of land mm-hmm. and then they're immediately sectioning it off. Yeah. Um, is that is that common? Well, that's or? how they get what they want, and they can that's get fair. money get money back. You know, mm-hmm. they may. Ha- there may be a you know twenty eight acre property, but they want that two acre that has the phenomenal lake view, and they'll sell everything, they'll survey it and sell everything off, and that helps pay for what they want to build too. So That's it's actually smart. very smart. It's a smart way to do if you've got that yeah. money to do it for sure. I wouldn't thought about that at all. Yeah, yeah. so those those large acre tracks can make you money as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also a big thing that's on the lake is like Verbo or Airbnb, yeah. um, which has been getting super popular in Del Hollow, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any clients that you help with that? Like they're looking, they tell you we're looking for an investment. Yes, property. yes, absolutely. The biggest thing I tell people um, is, I mean, I tell you, there was one house that my husband and I found. It was close to Wisdom Dock. It was the perfect, you know, Airbnb. And uh, we get ready to make an offer on it, pulled up the restrictions, and guess what? Not allowed. Not allowed to have a Airbnb on it. So when you look at those properties, I one of the first things I do, if I make sure you tell me or tell your realtor that's what you want to use the property for um, before you make an offer on it. And because it's it'd be awful if you close on that property and then you find out that you can't use it for what for an Airbnb or a Verbo. Because there are several subdivisions in that area that will not allow you. Is that more of an out. HOA thing, or how does that work? It out? is that what the property developer, whoever develops the property, will put a uh, put restrictions in place of what can be built there, the size of it, the type of siding, um, you know, that type of thing, how how close to the road they can build it, or they, they put restrictions on it, and it's to protect all property owners in that subdivision. It's not to it keeps the property value and everything similar, you know, in the subdivision. And sometimes they do that because some if somebody's a full timer in that subdivision. They get frustrated when people are um, in and out, you know, nightly, weekend, weeks long, and they don't take care of the property. I mean, because it's not your own, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, large gatherings, parties Mm -hmm. during the holidays, it frustrates the local people. So that's why you will find that a lot in subdivisions. Is that a conversation you can have of maybe you found, like you guys found the perfect house Mm -hmm. you said, Mm -hmm. is it ever a possibility to have a conversation about then turning it, or is it once it's set in stone, you cannot rent, you cannot rent? You cannot. If it's in the restrictions, you're pretty, now, unless you want to buy the whole development, then you might be able Ooh, to. Yeah, that's a little that different. Would be, I think there's one on the market right now for 1.9. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to move forward with that. You know, the whole? Million, yeah, yeah, the whole oh. subdivision. I mean. Is it know. restricted? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's very, why it's selling as all. Yeah, very much so, very much so. Oh, man, and that one property, let me just dream for a moment. <laughs> it had an eagle's nest up right behind is on this house this property there's a tall tree and there was an eagle's nest in right outside of that house 
I mean, I, and you could, and it was, it had like baby eagles in it. It was the coolest thing. Okay, just a moment. No, you're good. I, I feel like most people dream of that when they're uh, on the lake. Can so. you imagine sitting out on the deck and watching the eagles fly? Oh, I, I mean, love it. I had, I had never seen an eagle till a couple of years ago, and I've lived here my whole life, so uh, I love it. It is beautiful. Like the eagle cam is one thing, yeah. but actually being next to it is another. I mean, and we saw this eagle, and, and the eagle had babies in the nest. <laughs> I mean, it, okay, you can tell I'm still kind of stripped, you know, yeah. a little hurt. That still we want the house. Still want the house, but yeah. we 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 had we would want to Airbnb it. But yeah, it's popular. Do you see people who are Airbnb or come in for that investment property? Are they looking more for very close to marinas or more secluded? Like you, this is mm-hmm. your lake house getaway. Keep in mind, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. So invest, but you got to make it as convenient and as nice as possible for whoever is going to be renting it. Mm-hmm. So convenience is huge. Um, but on Dale Hollow, again, we talked earlier about all the twists and turns that you can, mm-hmm. I mean, there's roads you can definitely get lost on, on Dale Hollow. And there's properties that there is nobody around. So I think it's just according, if you're going to be there yourself, you as an, you know, the investor, you're going to be staying there, you know, for a couple months out of the summer or out of the year during the holidays and things of that sort. And you just want peace and quiet and you don't want any sounds at all, except the eagles flying over yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Then yeah, there's property that's very secluded. But if if you are really wanting to have a large return on your investment, you probably need to make it as convenient as possible to grocery stores and, and yeah. you know the main highway. Because if they bring their boat and things of that sort, that's all things. The more windier the road, the harder it is to get boats back to yeah. it. You got to keep all that kind of stuff in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is there a kind of a medium price. I know you said it's like two to 3000 That's your normal going. Mm-hmm. Um, is there kind of a medium range? Uh, I'm assuming like a lake view is going to be more expensive yeah. than an on-lake view that's secluded. Right. Right. Uh, but is there a kind of a middle or is it all just a variable? It's it's really all over the place. Because keep in mind, if it's a restricted subdivision, um, they've already done the uh, sewer, electric, and you know on, on the subdivision, they've mm-hmm. already got roads in there and things of that sort on this piece of land. That is, and it's got a lake view, that's obviously going to be worth more. Yeah. So if you're going to buy a lot um, that overlooks the lake in a subdivision for an acre or two, you're looking anywhere from seventy to $100,000 for an acre or two, for, mm-hmm. just for the land. But keep in mind, you've already got your your sewer, your electric, your roads already in yep. there. But if you're going to buy a lake view that doesn't have, um, I mean, it's just unrestricted, undeveloped, there's no, there's been no soil test, there's there's barely a road. It's a dirt road. You know, you're going to be able to, with a lake view, um, keep in mind you can't take down any trees. Yeah. But, it, you know, within a certain yardage of the lake, then you're probably looking at around thirty to $50,000, you know, for an, acre, for an acre or two. It's, yeah. It's you know, according where it is. Now, if you're wanting to buy just um, a mini farm, I call it, you know, maybe five, 20 acres or mm-hmm. so, then, again, it's according where it's at according to how convenient it is to a marina. But an average, you know, if you wanted to buy some land near Eastport Marina, then you're probably looking at around eight to 10,000 an acre. Okay. Somewhere along those lines. Um, that is unrestricted. You can put your chickens on or whatever you want to do with <laughs> yeah. it. Or, or you can bring your RV and park it and live yeah. on that for a while while you're waiting on building. So, um, you know, so it, it, again, it's all about the location, 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 location. Yeah. How many do we hear that in real estate? Yeah, mm. it's true. And then, like you, we keep mentioning, you can't take down trees. Have you ever had a situation where you're helping a buyer or a seller and they're really being hounded by the Corps of Engineers? Yeah. Um, there is a, a story. Okay. Story time. I like it. So there is a story of a, um, a person who bought some land and wanted a lake view of the land and started taking down trees. And it was somebody that was wealthy. 
uh, and bought a large piece of land and started taking down some trees. And the Corps came up to him and said, hey, you know, you're going to get fined because you took down all these trees. And the story is, is he said, hold on, I'm going to get ready to take down some more trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so don't, he got, mess with, don't mess so with So he them. got even heftier fines when he kind of taunted the Corps of Engineers yeah. a little bit. Oh, on, they don't care. No, no. They don't care who you are mm-hmm. or what, you know, what your story is. Is that, you know, they're going to abide by what the rules are. And you've got to keep in mind, the reason the Corps of Engineers there is really to protect the Delhoffa Lake. Yeah. That is their whole purpose. Even though we kind of laugh about it, but at the same time, they're there, they're there for the people who own that land and mm-hmm. who people like us who love Del Hollow Lake to keep it as um, as natural as possible. Yeah. You know, so you know, keep that in mind. That's why they're there. Yeah. I don't want to paint a bad picture on them. No, I just know they are strict about it. They are. I love that they are, but yeah. they are very strict about it. So someone who doesn't know, who's coming in maybe from up north, they're a little yeah. farther away, it's just there are regulations and they do not budge on them. They don't like paths going down to the lake either. Oh, we're no. no. No, they don't like those paths. They they want to keep in the natural habitat again. You know, because we got eagles and, you know, we got the eagles flying over and we got we got a good thing going in Del Hollow. So we want to keep it as a natural. And the fishing, I mean, you know, if we got people tearing up the the, the land side of the, of the banks and stuff, that's mm-hmm. going to, you know, hurt our, our fishing habitat down oh, yeah. there too. So we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I remember we were, when we were growing up, we always lived on the lake. Um, so we would try to make a path and my dad just hounded us. And we're like, do not. I can't handle the fines. Like, do not. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I'll go down the road. <laughs> yeah, basically. Living that close to the marina, yeah. Yeah, for it sure. It was just all on me. Um, I think I think we've covered a lot, honestly. Um, is there anything else that you've thought of? Um, well, I just kind of wanted to let people know, you know, we've talked a little bit about pricing and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a rural area. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're in Pickett County, Clay County, Fentress County, Overton County. They're rural counties. Mm-hmm. So there is, you've got to drive a distance if you want to get to a movie theater, a large movie theater, or things of that sort. But it's like a lot of local mom and pop restaurants mm-hmm. and things of that sort, which brings the beauty and the yeah. joy of being in the area. But I, I, don't want, I don't want to paint a picture that it's a, it's a huge metropolitan and you can get to places easy because that's yeah. simply not the case. Yeah. If you are in, um, at Obie River, which is where I used to hang out, to get all the way into Cookville, you're probably a good 45 minutes to an hour away. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the university is and larger uh, restaurants are, the chain restaurants and things of that sort. So, you know, keep that in mind. So, and the hospitals and doctors and things of that sort. I was also going to let you know, people ask me a lot when they're looking at Del Hollow is, what is the average price range as far as if I want to buy an existing house there on on, yeah. on Del Hollow? So, it, again, in that area, I took like Clay County, Pickett County, Fentress County, and Overton County, and kind of put them all together. And the average price range of a home came out to roughly $245,000. That's for your basic three-bedroom, two-bath, not on the lake. Okay. okay let me throw Fair. that out there. <laughs> Just your basic live-in-the-home there in that area. Mm-hmm. So I like to let people put it in, in reality. Mm-hmm. There's homes right now that's on the lake uh, with a view. Um around 16, 16 to 700 square, 16 to 1700 square feet. That's priced around 315. Mm-hmm. There's a larger property with a little around two acres on it. That's priced around 625. So you can see that's a, that's a that's big a range. Yeah. That's a big range. And then I told you about the subdivision that you can go in there and buy for 1.9 yeah. million. So the prices are all over. Mm-hmm. That's where having a local realtor walking you through that knows these marinas, that knows this lake and listens to you is really important. Yeah. And then let's say if somebody wanted to reach out to you or your team, I know you said you're a broker and you have a small team, yeah. um, which is InTouch Realtors. We're the InTouch team. InTouch team. InTouch team at Real Estate Professionals of Tennessee. You can find us on Facebook as InTouch team 
at Real Estate Professionals. You can find us on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. You can also follow me on YouTube where I do updates about it. When the summer gets a little bit closer, you're going to find me uh, doing some videos on the lake mm-hmm. um, and checking out some of the restaurants. I love to eat on the lake. Too, so. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, I love it. Nothing like lake food. Um, but, you know, and some of the campgrounds and things of that sort. So um, you can also follow me on YouTube yeah. and also in touch team. Yeah. I can link all those in our description. Sure. For, if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, um, I can have that all in the description. Um, so if someone is looking to sell or buy from yeah. Dale Holler, they can just contact you Absolutely. and you can help as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's great. Like yeah. You seem like you know what you're doing, for one. You definitely know about Dale Holler Lake. I love Dale Holler Lake. <laughs> I love the water. It is the most peaceful place. I look forward Agreed. to the summertime. I've already got like three or four weekends booked and campsites. For the cool. summer already. And of course, coming and to I live, I live within 30 minutes of Del Hollow Lake. So, yeah. And I still like going camping there. That's, that speaks volumes. Of, yeah. like, of course, yeah. you're going to come by Eastport. Yeah, uh, of course. Not and only just to see me. Yeah, of course. Just to hang out in general. And rent a houseboat. I already got my houseboat booked for next year. You do? I forgot I'm about that. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I like it. Well, you well, well, Sherry, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Um, like like she said, RepTN, YouTube. Yeah. She's got her own YouTube. Is it Sherry Smith? It's actually In Touch Team. In Touch Team on YouTube. Yeah. In Touch Team, Facebook, Instagram. You got it all. I'll yeah. have them all linked. So thank you so much for letting me come here at RepTN yeah. and learn a little bit about Dahalo. Yeah, um, you're how, very how welcome. How to buy, how to sell. Thank you for asking. Of course. Wasn't too bad, was it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long that was. Oh, it was about half an hour. Okay.